This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Dustin Huffman. We're talking right now with Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. And Jim, what are we seeing going into this Wednesday trade? We're getting a little bit of a dead cap bounce uh, in the wheat. Wheat was up overnight. Beans continue to find a little bit of strength on issues in South America, primarily Argentina. They are the ones that are missing out on the rain dust. And, <coughs> excuse me, Brazil crop looks overall pretty well. Argentina crops getting smaller by the day. Some estimates have it down quite a bit. So we're putting a bit of weather premium back into the market, plain and simple. Meal, you might notice, has just exploded higher recently. Part of that explosion has to do with that South America production problems. Brazil, mind you, tends to be the big exporter of raw beans to the world. The Argentinians have built out the crush industry. They like to sell the refined product, the soy oil, as well as the meal. So if the Argentina crop's going to be down, there's a very good potential you're going to drive some of that demand here to the U.S. shores, and that's giving the bean meal a little bit of a push as well as a little bit of unwinding of the meal oil spread. There's seen a lot of speculators that were long the bean oil on the demand or, or opportunity or, or believing we're going to see really good biodiesel demand uh, with those EPA announcements last week. It has disappointed those, uh, call it renewable energy bulls. That's forcing them to roll out of that long oil short meal spread, and that's also propel, helping propel the meal to uh, contract highs. Now, when we talk about Argentina, I know we've we've mentioned before that they, you know, revalued the real for people who are trying to sell their soybeans. But if they've been so dry, I mean, just like, you know, parts of the United States have been here from La Nina, I mean, is it really a value if there's not that many soybeans for them to move? Well, what they're, remember, what they're moving is not the crop that's growing at the moment. What they're trying to move is a crop that was left over from last year. Um, and they're moving a little bit, not a lot. Mind you, when they did this earlier this fall, they moved about 12, the producers moved about 12 million metric tons. Roughly four to five went to China. The rest went to the crush industry. So far, the early estimates I've seen is maybe one and a half to two million metric tons because the producers right there, they like the deal they're getting for the, the peso, but the reality is they're just like an American producer. They're very hesitant to get overly sold of old crop. You know, when we're dry, you tend to hold back a little bit of last year's crop, uh, you know, to kind of hedge your bet in case this year's crop falters a little bit. That's what the Argentinian producers are doing right now. So that peso deal is not getting the sales that the, the government wants. And mind you, the reason why they're doing it is they're trying to generate taxes uh, to finance the government because the government pretty much needs those taxes to run on. Now, obviously, that drought extending into southern Brazil, is that having any impact on their soybean industry? It is having a little bit right now. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a caution of where this crop's at. But right now, as a whole, you could argue that Brazil's crop's looking pretty good. A lot of people are trying to push that crop up to 155, which would be a record crop. So that's kind of where we're going to be looking at as we go into 2023. I think it's going to be tales of haves and have-nots, kind of like it was in the United States, you know, where the West was very, very dry. The East did a little bit better production-wise. What we're seeing right now is – the northern part, Brazil is going to have a really good crop. Argentina's crop is going to suffer. How much is it going to suffer? Some of that's going to depend on what happens with La Nina. Some of the weather forecasters we follow are hinting at, believing that as we transition to 2023, La Nina is going to transition away. That is going to open up the door to more rain in all of South America, which could heal up the South American crop a little bit, at least on a late late planted crops. So it's something we need to watch. If the crop is good in South America, that'll be priced negative U.S. beans. If South America crop continues to you know, fall apart, that should be a little bit priced positive U.S. beans. 
Now, while soybeans have been definitely volatile the last couple of days, corn's just been kind of quietly moving lower. I mean, is there anything that producers should be concerned with there? Well, I think you got to be a little bit concerned, and just in general, the corn market is bleeding lower right now. I know a lot of producers have been holding off, hoping for one more big push up in the cash market. Back over seven, it's kind of bleeding away. Part of it was the renewable fuel standard wasn't as bullish as people had hoped it would be. Part of it is the wheat market has dropped almost two dollars as the weather has moderated a little bit, but more than anything, the markets just take a lot of the war premium out of the market that's pulled the corn down. So that is a concern to producers who've got, I believe, or should be a concern to producers who've got unpriced grain. I do think the market's getting a little bit oversold. Um, the dollar's weakening. If the dollar weakens, that hopefully will drive some demand back to the United States. That's probably the biggest key we need right now, Dustin. We need to see some export sales on the corn market to get the market bulls back in at this point in time. So now with corn and soybean meal all being lower, I mean, for the most part, you know, what? how come uh, livestock hasn't been able to take advantage of that too much? Well, right now, the livestock, like I said, the feed component is going lower, which is, is going to lighten up their cost. But the reality is they're also worried about demand at this point in time. I mean, you look at the supply situation, especially in the cattle, by all accounts, everything's tightening up. By historical standards, a lot of people are bold up on the tightening aspect of it. But what the market's really kind of looking past is we know the supply is going to be tight, but the question is how good's demand really going to be. Over the last couple of weeks, the last couple of days, there's been a lot of rhetoric in the national news, national bankers talking about not if we're going to have a recession, but how severe of a recession we may or may, that we may have. That's got people concerned about consumer spending once we get past the holidays. So, uh, you know, and it's not just here in the United States. I mean, remember, we produce a lot of protein that we sell to the, to the world. The world economy is struggling. Europe's already technically in a recession by a lot of accounts. We're waiting to see how China does coming out of this COVID lockdown. We'll see if they get that kind of economic bounce we had when we came out of our lockdown or not, but right now the market, I think, is just a little bit disappointed or a little bit fearful, I guess maybe the word, on the demand prospects for the protein as uh, recession is the key word you hear a lot of people talking about today. All right, and to wrap up here today, obviously WASDE coming out on Friday. What's your crystal ball telling you? I think on the domestic side, more than likely, they're going to leave it very much unchanged for the most part. I think in the long run, unless the sales pace is kicked you know, kick into gear, they're probably going to have to lower corn exports, maybe even lower the um the ethanol grind a little bit and possibly lower the bean exports. But traditionally, I believe it's the last three years they've made zero adjustments on this balance sheet. I believe it's going to be four out of four years. There could be some slight adjustments in South America, like they'll lower their Argentina crops a little bit, but then I think they'll offset it with the raising of the Brazil crops. So when it's all said and done, Dustin, I think it's going to be a snoozer report, and we're going to look back for the big report in January. That's when you get the quarterly grain stock, final production estimates, demand revisions. The January report is going to be one of the big ones of the trading year. All right, Jim. Well, if folks want to talk about their market strategies and what options they have, what's the best way for them to get in touch with agmarket.net? You can reach me directly at 815-665-0461 or reach any of the Ag Market team members at 844-424-6758 or go to our web webpage, agmarket.net, and if you'd like to, sign up for our conference we're going to have in Nashville on the first weekend of February. All right, Jim. Well, thanks so much for the insight. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, and have a good week of trading. That again was Jim McCormick of AgMarket.net. Let's run down the opening numbers. March corn up four and a quarter at 641 and a half. May up four and a quarter at 643 and a quarter. December 23, new crop up one and a quarter at 594 and a half. January beans up six and three quarters at 1461 and three quarters. March up six at 1467 and a half. November 23, new crop up three at 1389 and three quarters. January soy meal is up a dollar and ten cents at 449.70. Soy oil for January up a dollar 
and one cent at 62.63. Chicago wheat up 19 cents at 7.48 even. Minneapolis up six and a quarter at 9.02 and a quarter. Kansas wheat right now is up 13 and a quarter at 8.43 and a quarter. March oats up four and three quarters at 3.41 and three quarters. On the Merck Live cattle for December up a dime at 151.65. February down a nickel at 153.57. January feeders down two cents at 181.77. December lean hogs up 60 cents at 82.87. February up a nickel at 86.97. December pork cutouts are 50 cents higher, 89.70. December class three milk down a penny at 20.46. Thanks again to Jim McCormick of agmarket.net for joining us on the opening market podcast. I'm Dustin Huffman on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters. 